Yeah. How was that whole experience? How'd you feel at the start line? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it was crazy. Um, I mean, being Canadian, come from the Rocky Mountains, um, (laughs) I've never been colder at a start line than on a beach in Australia. What? Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Discover the inspiring stories of the average and not so average runners. And they're off. Hey, how's it going? All right. It's January. Oh, it's freezing outside. It sure is. But hey, let's not talk about the weather. Let's not. Let's talk about all the good things happening. Gotta run racing. Yeah, working on our new races. Mm. First one's coming up in May. Wow. The Lost Treasure Trail Race. <laughs> that's, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> LTTR. <laughs> Up in Mansfield, Ontario. Yeah, that's going to be a cool one because it's uh, it's about Jesse James' lost treasure. Yeah, you got to check out the story behind it on our website. And there's a YouTube video about all what it's all about. Yeah, and then we got uh, following that, Fiddle Fifty in Shelburne. Anything fifty? <laughs> Half fifty. Fifty. Okay. Fifty, 50 mile. Fifty times two. Times two. There's too many 50s. A lot of loops. Okay. All right. And then, of course, our rainbow trail run will be getting off the ground this year for sure. Finally. Alston. Yeah, that's going to be up to 100 miles. And yeah. and everything in between. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have Island Lake Classic and Chase the Coyote. And virtuals for all. Yep. As well, are we run the north celebrating Canada's national parks? Still going and still monarch. going and monarch. It's still going. You got it. There you go. All right, who's on the podcast today? Uh, Mike Jolie from Calgary, Alberta, and he's part of our Canadian Trail to Western States 2022. He's a lucky guy because Oof. he got in with in three years, so four tickets. Yeah, pretty lucky. <laughs> it is lucky. <laughs> But his journey to Western States, I think, is awesome because he did it, two of his tickets. Well, one Australia, one in New Zealand. That's epic. It is epic. So I, I can't wait to hear about those specific races. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, he's going to be at Squaw this year. So I can't wait to uh, talk to him. Maybe run with him for a while. Who knows? Who knows? He's, my- he's got a few years on you. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Maybe we'll hike up this ski hill together. <laughs> and then that'll be the and end that, of it. That's it. You see him at the finish line. Bye, Mike. <laughs> see you a couple hours later. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Yeah, Mike Jolie coming up. So Mike Jolie from Calgary, Alberta. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. <laughs> did, and- you, did you run today? Uh, no, not today. Today is luckily a rest day because it's about minus 30 out. So, <laughs> that means I'm it's coming to Ontario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a brutal week. Yeah. So you got into Western States with only four tickets. <laughs> what what is know. that? Three years? Is that? Yeah, yeah, three years. I guess like four with the COVID year, no racing. But uh, so three races, four tickets. Um, I, I was so surprised. Like I had, I had no idea. I was actually in the middle of a long run and, uh, it was the exact moment I went down on my, like to change the podcast on my phone. And my friend texted me, you got in. 
And I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> like in the middle of a, a park, uh, just like started screaming. Um, cause I knew my, my whole year has changed after that. Right. Um, I was already planning on doing another ticket race, uh, the Sean O'Brien in, in Malibu in, in February. But, um, now I'm like, okay, I don't need to do that. Like, <laughs> cancel that. And like, you know, I'll focus on Western States. So are your running friends still talking to you after getting in with only four? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think hopefully one of them becomes my pacer, uh, <laughs> but they're definitely jealous, especially the ones with more tickets than me. Right. Are they clamoring to be a pacer or had you already made that decision? <laughs> uh, I've got one. I know a couple I haven't asked yet, but I know they would like to. I got, I got one. I want to come. He's, mm -hmm. he's just undecided on his family. And I got another friend from New Zealand who really wants to come depending on border issues. Right. Um, cause I paced her when she did her first miler. So she promised if I do a miler, then she'll pace me. Um, uh, <laughs> I think she expected me to never do a miler. So. <laughs> so before we get into all of Western States, let's, uh, talk about the beginning, how you even got into running at all. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, I know I was trying to think about that, uh, this week. <laughs> um, so I, I ran track and cross country in high school and I was decently okay. Like pretty good, not bad, not not the best. Um, and then I kind of stopped. I, uh, I grew up in Win uh, Windsor, Ontario, and then I moved West after university, didn't really mm -hmm. do too much activity during university. Um, <laughs> uh, and then when I moved to Calgary and got like, went out, to, came to the Rocky mountains, I just like started skiing, started hiking, started running a little bit again. Um, yeah. And then one year, for some reason, I forget how might've been a bet. Like I, I decided to run a marathon, mm -hmm. uh, went terribly, didn't know what I was doing. Went good for the first 25 K and then yeah, went terribly. And then yeah, the next year I decided, well, I'll, uh, I'm going to do the 50 K cause the Calgary marathon started doing the 50 K. So right. like I'll do the ultra. <laughs> there won't be that many people that do that. And, uh, didn't know what I was doing, but I definitely <laughs> ran a lot more, right. uh, thought I was much more prepared. And, uh, but like I had, um, crazy stomach issues that day and it just, uh -oh. it was terrible. <laughs> I had to make at least eight, eight or 10 stops. Um, oh. but I finished the race. I finished, um, I think a little bit over like close to five and a half hours or something like that. Nice. That's um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I actually had to recheck on it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the timing wasn't as bad as I remember. And then, um, yeah, like I, I started doing a little bit of trail running out here in the Rockies. Uh, a lot of it was just trying to, like, I'd go out hiking and, and want to run down faster. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess when I really started to get trail running was in New Zealand. And that was actually because right before I, uh, so I, my, my company transferred me over there in 2017 to 2019, nice. uh, right before I moved over there, I broke my wrist skiing. Mm. And, uh, so I couldn't ski, I couldn't mountain bike. I couldn't do, couldn't rock climb, couldn't do all the other things I used to do. So I started running cause it was the only thing I could do. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I was placed in this t town called Rotorua where the Tarawera ultra marathon is. Yeah. Based. And I was running one day and a guy I, I worked with in that town, like saw me running, caught up to me and was like, Hey, like we're part of a running club. We're having a beer after the run. Like, why don't you come join us? 
I had one beer with the Rotorua trail running club and then they're like, Oh, you should join our club. And I was like, I didn't know anyone at all. Uh, so I joined the club and yeah, then I just met all these crazy people who are running long distances. And I, I started running with them, made a bunch of friends and I got hooked on it right. uh, from 2017 on. Well, how can you not in New Zealand, oh, which is man. the Mecca of adventure sports. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know it was great. Yeah. Um, and I was, uh, yeah, pretty much living right. I was living on right on Lake Tarawera, uh, really close to the redwood forest, which is just acclaimed for mountain biking and trail running. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so people are like, oh yeah, we're, we're doing this, this 50 K. So the Tarawera used to put on a 50 K in November for people to get ready for the February big race. And, Mm. um, I heard about that. I'm like, sure. I'll, I'll join that. Um, so I, I had to train a bit more and I, I was running with everyone and I did that one race and then I was like, okay, well, what's next? And I, uh, I crewed my friend, Sue, um, the one who I'm hoping to come, come, uh, pace me for the Western States, um, uh, in Tarawera. Mm-hmm. She like absolutely crushed it. I had no idea trail running was that big of a deal. <laughs> I mean, there's like two or 3000 people there for that, that race. And, uh, like saw, but like saw a bunch of professionals for the first time. I met a couple mm-hmm. professionals. I actually made friends with Keely Henniger. She runs for Nike. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, yeah, I don't know. I just got more ingrained in that community in a bit more of an international sense, uh, right. signed up, started signing up for my next races, old ghost, but yeah, actually, once I saw the Terrawera race, how big it was, I'm like, oh, I want to do that next year. Mm-hmm. I, and I wasn't, I was aware of Western States. I didn't really know about the process. So I was already planning on setting up, signing up for that next year, but I wanted to do it well. So I signed up for hundred K before that. And then people started talking about Western States and like, then I found out, oh, well, okay. I'm already signed up for two different ticket races. Maybe I should try to get into this race <laughs> long-term. Sorry, when did you crew Sue? Uh, this is the 20, 2018 Terrawera in February. 2018. And yeah. then, and you're saying your first ticket race was that same year? Uh, yeah. The first one I ended up doing was a Surf Coast Century in September. And okay. yeah, uh, south of Melbourne on uh, Bells Beach. Yeah, I looked that one up. It looks stunning. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about why you chose that race? So I had some friends that, uh, run a, like a training group called squad run for Terrawera. Mm-hmm. And, and they also do it in Australia for surf coast, surf coast century. So I knew they were going over there and they're like, Oh, well, it's like an easier, flatter hundred K course. It'd be a good tune up for Terrawera. I also wanted to travel to Australia while I was living in New Zealand. So I thought that'd be a, a good introductory race to go. Right. And, and the timing fit too. Like if I did ran in September, then I have a couple months uh, including Christmas holidays to get ready for Terrawera for, which I was planning to do in 2019. Okay. So the, the surf coast, what month was that race? Uh, late September, late September. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of 2018. And how did it go? So that was your first hundred K. Yeah. How was that uh, whole experience? How'd you feel say... at the start line? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was crazy. It, um, I mean, being Canadian, coming from the Rocky Mountains, um, <laughs> I've never been colder at a start line than on a beach in Australia. Whoa. What? Yeah, I know. It, it was wild. It was um, essentially freezing rain, sideways wind, 
on the start line. And I'm like, I'm in like Australia on a beach. Like this, this doesn't make sense. No, is that, that's not normal for that time of year. Cause that's spring, right? Yeah, no, it, it wasn't normal at all. And then yeah. midway in the race, it was, it was like 25 degrees and I'm um, sweating. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the, the start line was cool. It was, everyone was freezing, kind of huddling together, um, on a beautiful beach. Like this, this is one of like the best surfing beaches in the world, I guess. Uh, right. and, and the first like 20 K is all along this hard, wet, compacted sand. Mm. It was absolutely stunning. And you'd run mm. around these head walls. Um, sometimes like the ocean would be like hitting you. <laughs> oh, the, the surf. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. It's, uh, the only time I knew I had to change my shoes after like during a race, because there's mm. so much sand in it. <laughs> um, but I, I, it was, it was awesome. It was sunrise too. So it was a beautiful, oh. beautiful race, Wow, which is another reason why I chose it too. Yeah. How, how long did it take you to finish this race? Uh, I think it was about 1220. I think. Okay. Yeah. So it went did- really well for the first 90 K. <laughs> yes. Well, there's only 10 left. What yeah. happened in the last 10K? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think uh I think I got a little like confident about how well it was going. Like I didn't mm-hmm. expect it to go this well. Um, and then I think once I hit like 10 hours, my stomach just wasn't used to gels anymore. You were doing so, gels? Ooh, real yeah. food, real food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not good gels either, like cheap. <laughs> yeah gels i'm not going to say the brand but <laughs> <laughs> what about the uh, eight stations nothing there i had a couple bananas and some coke mm. but um <laughs> yeah like i so i'd be good like a little bit after the eight stations but yeah i wasn't eating that much real food um i, I mean i was still learning at that time too sure yeah. it's funny things. you mentioned the eight stations because i read that part on the website and and one of the 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 items that they had was risotto. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty Ooh. fancy. <laughs> if I known that, I would have grabbed that. Right. <laughs> it was all gone by the time you got there. Yeah, maybe yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was a little skeptical because the previous race I did, um, it was on the West coast of New Zealand. They were giving out what I thought was like potato pancakes when mm-hmm. I love potatoes. Yeah. It turns out it was fish. Oh, <laughs> and it was a hot day. So I remember like, and I think there's even a photo of me out there somewhere of like taking a bite out of it and then just like spewing it not like spitting it out. Um, so I think I, I was probably a little bit worried of any aid station. Food yeah. Still. yeah. Especially down there. Cause the, their food is so different. So were you yeah. having second thoughts at the end of this hundred K like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the last 10 K, a lot of it was really soft sand too. Oh no! So like my energy levels were low, the, uh, the sun went down and then it was like trudging through soft sand. I remember I got to the end. I'm like, hundred oh, K is way too long, like 50 miler tops. Like that's, that's <laughs> the perfect distance. <laughs> how did you feel at the end? Then you hobbled home or. I, uh, luckily I did have some friends there and they got me some potatoes and warmed me up because it started raining again at the finish line. Um, I, I took like, I took like an hour and then I was able to, uh, yeah, hobble home and get into bed. And luckily I had all my food all planted around my bed, even before I left in the morning. <laughs> I guess I none, of, none of this was at night because 12 hours sunrise. sunrise so yeah. the sun sets about the same time, six o'clock. It was basically sunrise to sunset. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I think I finished 10 minutes after the sun went down. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't wasn't terrible. <laughs> well, I want to talk about New Zealand before we get on to the second one because it's a place that's pretty high on our bucket list. And we've acknowledged that we need to go there soon because we're both in our 50s now and we want to go and we can still be active. I've always heard the comparison that Canada's sort of like New Zealand and Australia's sort of like the States. Is that so, true? Yeah. What was your experience yeah. with the people, with the <laughs> lifestyle? Like, can you tell us a bit about that? Because I'm sure lots of people would be interested in knowing that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, in a bit in a broad generalization, yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Like New Zealand has a lot of Australians and other and other people there too. So mm-hmm. you would see them 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 be a little bit more direct, like Americans are a little bit more direct at at times. Right. I, mean, I, I know we all know direct Canadians as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. Does <laughs> that? But the the culture is awesome. Um, I feel like. It was uh, it was interesting because you go there expecting it to be so similar to Canada that at times you're caught off guard because it's it's so similar and yet different in some mm-hmm. ways. They're so much more relaxed and laid back, uh, which was is great. But then in other ways, it's like everything closes at five o'clock, and you're <laughs> like, well, I'm I'm used to more convenience and big stores and and, and things like that. So that there t- that took some adjusting too. Yeah, I don't know. For the most part, and everyone thinks it's expensive there, but it's not. Mm. Like, and I, I just found like I didn't spend as much money there. <laughs> like to, I don't know, doing things like right. There's so many more cheap things to do there. Um, food is is fine, but uh, there's a difference I, between the north and the south. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I lived in Auckland for a lot of it, mm. um, and I'd say like Auckland's its own world. Kind okay. of like sometimes people say like Toronto's, a, you know, it's like <laughs> Toronto than the rest of Canada. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it does hold a third of the country's population mm. just in one city. So um, yeah, once you go to like the South Island, it's so much more spaced out and even more relaxed there. Uh, and I really like that. It is a very like easygoing mentality. I would take a lot of road trips, uh, mm. a lot of vacation. They gave me eight weeks vacation there. Wow. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> And uh, if I was going on vacation, my bosses were like, don't work. Like, just don't worry about it. Like just go on vacation. (laughs) Don't check your phone. Um, which was a really nice culture shift. I I didn't want to come back for a lot of reasons, but, uh, I am happy I'm back, but there was a lot of good things in New Zealand that I miss. Nice. How close to you, how close were you to elevation when you lived in the town where Tarawara took place? I mean, it was about 300 meters above sea level, so okay. it's not really elevation, but there's hills everywhere. Right. Um, there's, but there's no mountains really. Like there's, you, you can drive a little bit to like one mountain, um, Te Roa, but besides like, you, it, it's crazy. Cause like you get so much elevation, but you don't really realize it. Mm. Whereas in the Rockies, it's, it's just up and down. <laughs> like that's Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's talk. Tarawara, how did you feel? Or the, the training going into it? How did you feel that this race was coming up pretty quick after the last one? Yeah, yeah. It uh, the training was interesting because I, I I started like racing a lot and doing a lot of like big adventurous runs um, in New Zealand with my friends there. Uh, like New Zealand has like nine or eight great what they call like great walks, and they're really mm. tough to book. So what we would do is plan and run them all all in one day. 
instead, mm. which was a okay. great way to see the best parts of New Zealand. Right. Like Rupert, Milford Sound, Northern Circuit of uh, Tongariro and, and Lake Waikamarana. Um, so I was almost a little bit overtrained going heading into the Christmas break, mm-hmm. which was good because then it forced me to take a bit of a break. I took a three week road trip and I just hiked for for two weeks straight and got tons of elevation on the nice. South Island where, where there are more mountains um, and kind of did everything by feel. And then I, I healed up a bit. I felt a ton better. And yeah, heading into January, my, uh, my training was, was really on, on point. Like I felt really good. I felt really fast. Um, I had a bit of a training program from a coach and then that, that one, uh, friend Keely Henniger, uh, who's a pro, um, she'll be at Western States too. She was giving me nice. some help too. Yeah. So, um, that combined with just like the excitement and having all my friends and community there, like I had multiple people wanting to crew me, mm. uh, even at aid stations that crew weren't allowed. They were still like driving their boat along the, <laughs> the <laughs> lake to like, just, just to like see me, like I didn't get crew, but, um, so I, I felt really good, really confident heading into, to 2019 Tarawera is a, a lot of the course around the lake. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll start in uh Kaurau and you kind of run 35, 38 kilometers of forestry roads. It's just okay. kind of like a nice, like warm up. Yep. And then you hit the, the lake and you go all along the Northern part of the lake, uh, which is some of the best part of the course. And you see Tarawera falls, which is mm. beautiful. And then you head north and you, you run along Lake uh, Okatana, Eastern Okatana, and then along Western Okatana. And then you kind of enter more of like the Rotorua Blue Lake area, which is along the, you go through the Redwoods. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's like lakeside and just beautiful, rooty, undulating uh, rainforest. It's, uh, it's my favorite trail in the world still to date, Northern Tarawera. So many Canadians go do this race. Oh yeah. The, we, it's worth the trip to do the race and that's it. It has to be one of the more popular ticket races. Cause it seems to come out of so many people yeah. mouths that we talk to. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. it's, it's fun. Like the aid stations are crazy to get a lot of good volunteers. It's loud. Uh, they don't let you quit. <laughs> they don't <laughs> let you slow down. And, uh, it, it's, it's cool doing you know, like a really fun point to point um, race mm. too, which is, right. I, I really like that aspect of it. And how did your experience compare? So what you learned from surf city, what, how did it compare for the second go around? Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing so far, give us a like and follow our social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can find all that at gotterunracing.com. Have you checked out our virtual series yet? We run the North. Celebrating Canada's national parks features a total of 13 10 kilometer challenges, one for each province and territory. How many national parks can you name? Well, there's Algonquin, and then there's Banff, and then that's it? Anyways, medals that connect, license plate style bibs, and cool swag can be yours. Visit gotterunracing.com for more details. Now, back to the show. Oh yeah. It's so much better. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> like I trained the gut. I knew what, like how to fuel, how to like just manage myself pace wise mm-hmm. for a hundred K as opposed to 90 K. 
which which made a big difference. And like I knew how to like get in and out of aid stations too, yes. which was nice quickly. Uh, yes. Without like like get myself sorted, but be smooth and consistent throughout. Mm-hmm. And uh, really like had a lot of I would say like a much stronger body like to handle it. And so right. I focused on things even like like my form as well. So I, I remember like running like eighty k late in the race and my form was like, felt really good and much more effortless. So I, uh, I had a great race. Um, I would say almost performed above my ability at times. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's when you want it to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Race. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember uh, your time, Mike? 1052. Wow. Nice. That's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. It it seems like a harder race overall. Mm -hmm. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. It's over, it's like about 3,300 meters of gain, uh, as opposed to about 2000 in yeah. surf, surf yeah. coast. And the miler, how is it still point to point or do they circle back? The Terrarara miler? Yeah. Uh, it's one giant circle. It connects oh, in with the hundred K, but, okay. uh, yeah, it starts in Rotorua and makes like a big circle connects in the hundred K course and, and moves back around. Nice. So that was 2019. What, were you planning for 2020 as your ticket race? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It would have been lot, a Canadian race, Lost Souls in Lethbridge. Okay. Uh, oh, you would have, which is what yeah. I ended up doing 2021. Yeah. So other than Lost Soul, did you have big plans for 2020? Um, I did. I, uh, my, oh, I guess the one thing I did is I went back over to Terraware to crew and pace my friend for the miler. Mm. Right. Yeah. And that's Sue Crowley. Crowley? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Crowley. Yeah. Crowley. Yeah. She, <laughs> yeah. And she, she crushed it. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Well, she's a, a well-known runner there. So how was it, how was it crewing her? She must've had a whole team. <laughs> with her. Uh, fans. It, was, <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. Cause actually that was the year. A lot of our friends all, all ran the miler at the same time. Mm. Um, I didn't want to, it was basically, it was more me and her husband. And I think a lot of it was, uh, because like I, I said, if she, I didn't think she would ever do a miler. So I said, if she ever does it, then I'll come back and crew her. Cause and, you know, this is when I was back in Canada too. So right. then like she's, she all of a sudden gets a coach for the first time. She was an amazing runner before she had a coach and then she gets a coach signs wow. up and sends it that to me on, I think it was around Christmas. And then I'm, so I have like, okay, two months. I need to now fly back to New Zealand. Whoa. <laughs> you, I think you just snuck in. When did everything shut down again? Yeah. Cause it was March of 20 and that was <laughs> February 20. So for sure. Yeah. You just oh, got in. Yeah. Yeah. Actually when I was flying out, it was when they started banning all travel from China. So it was actually, I've never seen an airport so dead. It was the easiest traveling experience ever. I was, I had no lines anywhere. In wow. And you also paced. So you yeah. ran what about 47 K? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The last 47 K. Yeah. It was a very long day because <laughs> <laughs> I was up at four to see her off. Uh, caught the first couple aid stations. Luckily there was about 30 K of, uh, maybe 30 to 40 K I couldn't reach. So I went back and, and, uh, uh, napped a bit and then got back up and, <laughs> paced her for the end. Uh, and it was cool. Yeah. She, I picked her up and she was fifth or sixth, and, uh, we almost caught second place. Ooh, wow. That's great. 
And that's yeah. the year that Canadian Else McDonald was on top of the podium. <laughs> Do you know her? Yeah. Well, um, I know who she is. I haven't met her yet, except during the race. It was funny because we were trying to find what me and our, uh, Dave Sue's husband were trying to find an aid station and we're driving and, uh, we just started, we just asked a runner on the road, like, Oh, do you know which way to go? And it turns out it was Elsa oh. in the middle of a race. We had no idea. She's like dominating already. She just like stops and we just like start smiling like, and started chatting with us like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's this way. It was like that way. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, we're like, sorry. Like, we didn't mean you to like for you to stop, like keep, keep running, keep racing. <laughs> she was just cool, calm, collected. Uh, and then later we, we showed up to the aid station and I was chatting with, I think like Kat Bradley's crew and she's like, Oh yeah, that's Elsa McDonald. Like she's absolutely crushing it. Um, and then, yeah, it wasn't until the award ceremony, I found out she was from Cochrane. Wow. Which is right outside Calgary. <laughs> Small world. And she will be at squat this year. Yep. So yeah. you're going to meet her there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we have like friends of friends that, so like, I know who she is, but I just haven't actually can, ran across her yet. Well, you can thank her for leading you to the, the aid station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From Tarawara. Oh yeah. I'll see if she remembers us. You did that in February of 20. You didn't have any other big plans other than Lost Soul for your ticket? No, like I think I was planning on doing some summer races. Oh, actually, you know what I was going to do? I was going to do the Calgary 50K in May to get redemption. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That's what I was, yeah. And now I remember, but I got very injured in April uh, oh, training. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, something happened. I don't know. It was undiagnosed, but I, I pulled my left glute. Ooh. so badly I couldn't walk for a week after whoa so I was out of commission I didn't run until July I think June or July of that year whoa lucky things went yeah. closed down or else that would have been a bad, <laughs> that <would've> been, uh... <laughs> a bad yeah. Lost soul. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah okay so, so let's, then let's talk about your, your, third your final ticket yeah you're... <laughs> yeah well how you been how you been following western states when you only had two tickets or you figured you're just not going to get in so let's just keep getting I, I figured i'd get in maybe five years from now yeah, yeah that's basically um, what everyone says yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like yeah i was just i don't know i'll just keep putting tickets in and uh you know if i get in i'll i'll get in and i'll run but until then I'll, i won't worry about having to run 100 miles but western states was your goal you're not going to stop until you know you get there yeah much. yeah okay yeah i think so so let's let's talk lost soul yeah yeah it was good it was uh a long time coming because of my injury, I took a really long time just being conservative and uh, I didn't plan anything else for a while. And then I didn't want to do anything more than 100K. And there wasn't, because of COVID and the lack of ticket races in the area, my, my options were, I think, Sinister 700 Mile or Canadian mm-hmm. Death Race or Lost Soul. So Lost Soul is the shortest one and closest to Calgary right? Uh, too. So um, I figured I would, I would do that. And I had a couple of friends that have done it before. So they said, good things about it mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah so I finally hired a coach which ah. has been great and just went into lost souls with with not too many expectations mm-hmm. what uh, month is that Mike what month is lost soul September uh, okay September again. So, so you had a good build up to that yeah yeah I took it really easy I actually had a couple injury issues about four weeks out mm. um, just some tightness I, I think it just started my taper a bit sooner and 
I went into that race. Yeah. Really low expectations. Just want to get this done. Want to get that ticket, but no issues came up. No injury issues came up. And yeah, that went really well. Uh, I, that's the first race I probably started actually started slow and didn't get caught up in, uh, in the hype. Thanks and to your I coach. Just, yeah. I think it was, I think it was a lot of that. Cause I knew someone was watching me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not an easy race last because you're constantly, what are those the dunes or something? You're constantly going up and down. Coolies. Coolies. Yeah, coolies yeah. They call them. Ah. It's brutal. It's <laughs> yeah. There's no breaks, race, right? There's no breaks. No, because it's either completely flat. So you feel guilty if you're not running or Mm. it's just up straight up and then down. And it's, it's kind of that like dry, dusty, gravelly hills Mm. too. So it's, it's a little like slippery when you're going down. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the first time I've ever lost toenails. Uh, (laughs) 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 Trying to break myself because you either like bomb the downhills and your quads blow up. And that happens to a lot of people in that race or, Oh yeah. Or you break and you, you, yeah, you smash your toenails. Oh, um, are you allowed to have but, a pacer for the hundred K? No, 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 you're not. Okay. Um, right. but, uh, it's, I don't know. It's kind of nice because the last two aid state, I see it's two big loops and the last two sections are quite short. And so you get to see your crew a lot, nice. um, which is good. It's, it was a really good introductory crewing experience for my wife uh, <laughs> and it's going to be much harder for her at western states she's terrified no <laughs> tell sh- her not to be because all the canadians <laughs> that we talk to on the podcast we're going to get all the crews together yeah and we're going to have pictures of everybody and bib numbers so that we can all cheer for each other and help each other out because it's going to uh, be it's yeah. it's pretty epic so don't tell her not awesome. to worry <laughs> well, jody could be several times oh, <laughs> by myself so yeah i'm really okay. looking forward to it actually yeah because yeah, norm you're running western states too right yeah i finally got in i had awesome i got in after six years and then add two more years of deferrals so i'll be there at squaw yeah <laughs> awesome no it's, it's gonna be great to have a big uh, canadian contingent there it, I, it's gonna be our most canadians at western states at this For time sure. because of the deferrals mm-hmm. And how many got in this year? Yeah. yeah. Actually, it's funny because the one Kiwi runner that got in besides Ruth Croft, um, I actually know her. Oh, no, no. I know I know him, but his wife, who's going to crew her, I also know her because we were crewing our runners together the same year I crewed Sue. Oh, that's awesome. So she is already messaging me about like, let's like logistics and getting together. <laughs> yeah. Small there world. should be a good international yeah, contingent. I think it's going to be uh, an amazing year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just fingers crossed, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when you finished Lost Souls, did you feel good? You feel that I'm an ultra runner now, right? I can oh, take yeah, on yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say like, that's probably the best. I, I don't know. Like I felt really much more comfortable running that race. Like I feel like I ran it very intelligently given my fitness level at that time. Mm. Right. Uh, I'd say like, I was probably uh, an ultra runner for a while, but still like (laughs) that was, uh, I I don't know. Like I just, I started out slow. I don't think anyone passed me after the second stage or whatever, a second loop or lap whatever. And I just kind of like ramped it up the whole way. And I probably could have finished a little bit quicker, but I I knew like no one was going to catch me at the time. So I I did get a little (laughs) lazy, but 
yeah, I was like, I had a good buildup. I ran it smart and intelligently. And that really gives me a lot of confidence heading into Western States um, to be a little bit more patient of a runner. And now Western States is going to be your first 100 miler. You're going to be doing a lot of sections at night. How are you going to train for that? Are you going to go out at night and do some running? Um, that's a good question. Um, yeah, maybe. No, I probably will have to. Like, I've done a bunch of night running before. Like, I run a night here. I ran a night in the forest in New Zealand all the time. And when my friends were all running for training for the miler in New Zealand, we did uh, a couple like massive night runs. Like uh, we did something called the rainbow run. Um, so it's the, the redwood forest has colored, colored loops for okay. like the tourists. And we did, uh, it's kind of a local thing where you do all of them in a row. And nice. we did that starting at midnight, just, uh, uh, as a training exercise, like th- they were doing it from the mile and I, figured it sounded fun. So let's, <laughs> right. let's do that. Um, but yeah, and that's a good point. It's something I'll probably have to work on because I am that plus crewing Sue throughout the night in the miler. Like you really okay. realize how much running at night affected your body, your mind, your yeah. digestion. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be the longest race you've done. You put you're done about 10 to 13 hours and now you're thinking i don't know what <laughs> that'd be amazing if you could do 100 miler in that but <laughs> you know like hopefully sub 24 but <laughs> i'm not putting Everybody any like hard that. hard times on it yet i haven't but uh yeah. yeah i mean it would be nice to get that silver buckle yeah do you manage well in the heat i do i do yeah i don't like it but I, uh, I seem to run quite well. Like Terraware, I think, got up to 34 that year. And, Ooh, okay. Uh, as long as I have sunscreen on, um, <laughs> I do seem to, to handle the heat a little bit better than most. Yeah, say. that's good. That's good because yeah. you're, not, you're not necessarily going to get a lot of that where you are. Depends, like before June. <laughs> no, no, right? I'm not. I, yeah, I was, I was thinking about that. Like we'll get some hot days, um, but I'll probably be trying to like target running at lunchtime instead of after work. And maybe I'll take uh, a trip back down to Lethbridge and run in the coolies. Cause I know it gets quite hot and dry uh, right. in those, uh, in the river Valley. Right. You're going to be striking Western off your bucket list pretty early in your ultra career. There's gotta <laughs> be a ton more things on there. Cause you're, you're pretty young too. So tell us, tell us what are some more of your, your big goal bucket races. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Before I'd say before I moved back to Calgary and I got married and, and, um, we're starting to think about having a family before that, <laughs> yeah. um, I was starting to think about UTMB. Uh-huh. Uh, really okay. to get into that. Um, yeah. I'd say I'm not, I'll probably would, I, I don't do a lot of like mountain ultras. I haven't really haven't done any true too many true mountain ultras. So I'd, mm-hmm. I'd have to get more into more of that training. Um, right. I'm, I can do that, but that'd be one that's on my list. Cause I've heard the, the experience it's like UTMB, but just more people. And it's, I'd love to be in Chamonix during that whole week. Yes. Um, I guess I Western States, else. Western States would be your first, uh, ticket into UTMB then. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I got a. I know they changed the whole system recently yeah. with stones or, or yeah. something. Yeah, I gotta look into that. Um, yeah, because that I w- I was looking into other races that would get me into UTMB mm. when it was based off points, and I think I was getting pretty close in 2018, 2019. 
There's some of them that I did. Yeah, you would have before they changed the system for sure. <laughs> yeah. Is your wife a runner? Uh, yes and no. Like, like she runs for fun. She doesn't run like, like we do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so she appreciates it, but yeah, she's not about to get into anything as crazy as we do yet. Yeah. There's time still. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I'll work on her at Western. How's that? (laughs) Well, (laughs) she may be, she may be inspired at Western. So you never know. (laughs) That's true. It's true. I think she will be like, she was pretty, uh, like she found lost souls pretty cool. And, you know, there's only a couple hundred people there, like, like good atmosphere, but I'm like compared to Western States, like she's gonna, she's in for an awakening. I think <laughs> the funny thing is, is that this Western States will be your fourth ultra, a trail ultra trail ultra. Yeah. In four different countries. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. uh, That's right. You're quite the traveler here. (laughs) So you got to keep doing ultras in every other country. Just find countries. Yeah. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, I love, that's a good thing about running and and racing is it's a really good excuse for traveling. And um, I heard about this, the Poyota Vallarta by UTMB race that just came out. So I was already thinking like, "Mm, (laughs) maybe we can go to Mexico next. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you guys are so close to all the great places to do trail races in the States. You got California, Arizona, Colorado, and then you have the South, you've got Mexico and it's, uh, you're lucky to be out that way because it's easier to get to in no non COVID times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, you know, like after this year and after doing Western States, if I try to get into Western States again, then I'll probably be looking at more of the Oregon races. I think like the Oregon waterfalls race looks awesome. Mm. Um, I'd love to actually go back and do actually do Sean O'Brien in Malibu too. Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, we, uh, we have some family out there really right. close to the race start. So nice. that looks like a really cool race. And, um, yeah, I, I know there's a couple others out there and I'm, I'm really excited to kind of like once the borders open up even more, I know we can go to the States and, and we have actually back in October, November. Um, I really want to start looking at a lot of the, the cool races in the States. My recommendation is, is don't sign up for a race with too many beers at three o'clock in the morning. That's when you don't <laughs> sign up for a race. <laughs> which one, which one was that for you? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> That's, I'll, I'll tell you that story at Squaw. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll run together for a while, then we'll uh, exchange stories. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, no problem. It was my pleasure. And good luck with your training for Western. Uh, and we always finish off with a rapid yes, fire. Before we, we let you go, we're going to finish off with a rapid fire. And we'll start with a Canadian uh, question. So butter tarts with or without raisins? With. (laughs) Do you have a tattoo? Yes. Ah, okay. More than one? No, just one. Just one. Okay. For now. (laughs) Yeah. Western might change (laughs) that, right? (laughs) Uh, Name a food you could eat for a week straight. Potatoes. Potatoes. Okay. I'm interested in the one question. What other sport would you like to excel at? Uh, I was actually, when, like when I broke my wrist, I was getting really into like backcountry skiing and ski mountaineering. Oh, okay. Mm. So, um, yeah, I guess schemo. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? Oh, good question. Um, I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. Maybe like the 1960s, 70s, like things just seemed a little bit more, it's close enough, but things seemed a little more simpler back then. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. What's the, this is a good one. Cause it's probably, you have to probably think about it. What's the last concert you went to? <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, it's been so long. Um, last one I can remember is, um, oh, I'm blinking. I, cause I know I went to like the chili peppers and incubus, but that was so long ago. <laughs> oh, I like incubus. That's a good night. Name, name a, a, a popular New Zealand band. Lords from New Zealand. Oh, yeah, that's right. She is. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, she is too. Uh, one more question. Name a superpower that you'd like to have. That was going to be my last oh, one. Okay. <laughs> Name a superpower that you'd like to have. Uh, I'd say like, like super healing and like regeneration, like Wolverine. Oh, that's a good one. That we haven't had that one. No, but yeah. I would love to have that. One. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just, want all the super just keep regenerating my hips back to where they were yes. from 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> every, every runner would pick something like that because yeah. you know, you want to be able to run forever injury free. <laughs> oh, exactly. Absolutely. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you very much, Mike. Oh yeah. Thanks for having me. That's it. Well, I guess we'll see you a squaw. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk yeah. to you before that for sure. Yeah. This was yeah, awesome. awesome. Thank you so much. Cool. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Right. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Bye. There you have it. Mike Jolie. His first 100 miler <laughs> is going to be Western States. <laughs> Do you know what percentage of runners it's their first 100? I don't know. I don't know if they have that on the website, but that's interesting. Because yeah. I know that Sarah Seeds, when we chatted with her, that was her also first yeah. 100. I think that's probably a pretty high stat. It's a smart stat. Why, you know, let's yeah, do, do about 100Ks. Not... As far as 100Ks go, there's some difficult ones. There's some easy ones, easier ones. Mm -hmm. But uh, just get your tickets. Get yeah. the Western, make that 100, then go do a bunch of other hundreds. Exactly. <laughs> it's a good strategy. It is a good strategy. Yeah. And I'm so envious of his time in New Zealand. Oh, I know. Can't wait to go there. There ain't nothing wrong there. <laughs> it's all good. Except the odd earthquake or two, but yeah, it's all oh, good. Bring it on. It makes you a better runner. <laughs> Uh, and he's young. He has youth on his side. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. He wants to get to UTMB eventually one day. Why not? Yeah. It'll probably take him three or four years. Yeah. Lots of time. Good time. Yeah. And that was Mike Jolie. If you want to check out the short version of this chat with Mike, check out our YouTube channel at Gutter and Racing. Cheers. Ooh, that was quite the marathon. Thanks for listening to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Please visit us at gotterunracing.com for more information on our events or simply drop us an email at gotterunracing at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel to stream the video version of this episode. Oh, and if you like my voice, check me out at tylerherchuk.ca. T-Y-L-E-R-H-Y-R-C-H-U-K. Gotta run!